Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to the Daily Punch. Brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Friday, February 3rd, 2023, TGIF. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, where the leaders stand on the debt limit. Number two, the politics of PPP. And number three, breaking news. Brought to you by Jake Sherman, the one and only. Congress is getting a bagel caucus. All right, Jake, let's get into it. We are leading this morning's Punchbowl News AM uh, newsletter with uh, a look around uh, at where the kind of politics of the debt limit are right now from the administration uh, throughout Congress. Uh, Some really interesting kind of state of play leading up to uh, Tuesday's State of the Union. There is an argument we should be leading with the bagel caucus, but I I will defer on this to the debt limit since it seems at least modestly important. But um, we will get to the bagel caucus. I promise you that. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, listen, we're going to be writing about the debt limit a lot. Um, uh, It is something that um, literally every our core our core kind of the characters in the Punchbowl News orbit, Kevin McCarthy, Joe Biden. Um, Hakeem Jeffries, Chuck Schumer, Mitch McConnell are all intimately involved here. And, um, uh, you know, we haven't written this part yet, I, I, but I do think it's important. It's worth saying, Anna, when you and I first covered a debt ceiling fight um, together, I don't know if we did this together, but at least when we first started covering debt ceiling fights in 2010, 11, 12, 10 or 11, really, um, they started with the posturing, basically. John Boehner laid out his one-to-one dollar cut to debt ceiling hike um, three months before the X date, <laughs> three months before default was going to hit. Um, that's when he first started talking about it publicly in New York in a in a in a um, speech in New York. We are it's February third today, and the debt limit. We don't think, according to the experts, the debt limit could end up at the end of July. So we are five months, five and a half months, um, and they're already meeting. The president and the speaker of the house are already meeting, uh, which means that it's just this is going to be a long debate. And I, I think everyone should buckle up for that. So let's talk. We'll go through each person, uh, Anna, and I'm curious your thoughts, and I'll I'll give my thoughts on Biden. Um, all we heard out of the White House for months or at weeks, I guess it would be a month, is um, that they weren't going to negotiate. Now they're saying they welcome a, a conversation about the about cutting back the deficit separate from the um, um, the debt ceiling. Now. <laughs> Nothing is separate from anything in Congress, right? I mean, like you could you could try to delink it or or you know separate it, but like that is not a that's not the same thing. So um, it, it's going to be together. So I mean, 
it, it's interesting to me that the White House has kind of shifted tone so quickly here. Um, they met with Biden. Uh, McCarthy met with Biden. McCarthy came back to the Capitol and said, you know, all we talked about was the debt limit, aside from us, you know, some small talk and telling some jokes or stories. Um, what do you make of Biden right now? Yeah, I mean, I think he clearly, you know, is trying to hold the line as much as possible, but I think is dealing with the reality of having to negotiate um, with a speaker that has a lot of uh, political interests and, and, and need to find cuts, to find a win. I think to me, the two inter- most interesting things about Biden right now is kind of how he's choosing to speak about Kevin McCarthy, uh, showering him with praise, um, calling him a decent man, um, really trying, at least in the front end, to your point, this is going to be a you know a five potentially five plus month slog here, um, but starting uh, you know in, with a much more friendly tenor uh, than maybe some might have expected. I think the other thing uh, that's super important is just the shifting that's happening in the White House here. Um, I think not only obviously is Biden going to be super important, but obviously the staff level is going to be really important and kind of. What's happening behind the scenes, trading paper, trading notes um, with Ron Klain's exit. Um, just I think get the new teams getting their sea legs is going to be really interesting to watch, uh, especially with, you know, Klain sometimes taking a harder line um, than, you know, I think some members of Congress, you know, appreciated at times. Um, maybe it was effective. But that to me are the kind of the, the two things when you look at where Biden is now is is the thing that's going to be, um, be, be really important to watch. I, I think also the the other thing that's important to say, and you said it, and I just want to I want to put a pin in it and emphasize it. You said Biden is dealing with the reality that he's going to have to negotiate. That is the reality because McCarthy will not pass a clean debt limit. And and by the way, the interesting thing um, is we all thought that a, a discharge petition would be the way to go. Discharge petition allows the rank and file to bring a bill to the floor without the leadership's um, uh, approval, I guess, is the best way to say, if you get 218 signatures. Now, the the likely sub, the likely um, uh, suspects for a discharge petition, to sign a discharge petition, people like Brian Fitzpatrick of Pennsylvania, um, Republican of Pennsylvania, moderate Republican, he's like, no, I'm not doing it right now. I'm going to give him time to negotiate. I have my own things I want to do. I have, we're going to put together a plan um, as a backup. So, McCarthy and Biden are the only two games in town right now. So you're absolutely right. He, this is a reality that the White House has to kind of get around. Now, let's talk about McCarthy. Um, he's very happy he got Biden to the negotiating table. And I, I don't I, I don't want to make a I don't want to make too little or too much of that. Right. It, it, it's good. Like, first that's step, great. Right. Where yeah. Going? Great. First step. Cool. You know, pat yourself on the back. Now the hard work begins. Um, he needs to figure out where he wants to go. Now, what we've um, what we've been reporting and what McCarthy is now saying publicly, we reported before McCarthy said it publicly, is that he wants a two-year budget deal uh, that that lower spending. That's fine. I don't have no one has any issue with. I mean, that that doesn't seem unreasonable. He's not asking for, you know, deep cuts to. He's not asking for entitlement reform, which you know, I, no one thought he was going to ask for anyway. Besides people who are trying to, who either don't cover Congress or don't understand Congress. Um, but the question now becomes, Anna, is that enough for his conference? My gut is no. Hard to see <laughs> but, it. Hard to see it. But 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 you know what? At a certain point, you have to deal with the reality that um, 
the Senate is Democratic. <laughs> and, you know, Republicans have a very difficult time, especially in the House when they're in the majority, um, understanding that divided government doesn't mean that you could, that the longer you hold out, the more likely it is that the other side will agree with you. That is a, a, that is a stupid assumption. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I just think the, the quicker they come along with this, they come along to that. The divided government story is, is, um, the, the better off they'll be. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch, right? How, how does McCarthy, at this point, I think, you know, it's not as if he's trading numbers or saying this is where the cuts need to be, right? There's been very little uh, detail that has been meted out, and I think that's probably part of the strategy, right? Because once you start giving things like that up, you know, what we saw often, even in just put it back to the speaker's vote, right? The, the conservatives in the in the House will change. The goalpost moves, right? And so that's going to be, to my mind, the biggest problem for McCarthy is he might get some concessions from Democrats, but can he? what is going to be enough? Is anything going to be yeah, enough? Yeah, well, I mean, listen, McCarthy believes as a, funda- as a fundamental kind of guiding principle that the debt limit has to be lifted. But... Um, you know, I I think it's reasonable to say, and I think McCarthy would say this too, that you know he wants to, he's going to have to find something that he could sell to his conference. That said, you know what? It's, the sense I get from from McCarthy is that he wants a deal, <laughs> and a deal that lowers spending is a good deal for him, and he thinks he'll be able to sell that. And and I mean, we shall see. That's some. That's going to be some. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> some real jazz hands there to put to. to to sell it, I, th- I think ultimately. Let's move quickly. Got into the next three people because I mean, obviously, all eyes are on uh, McCarthy and Biden. But obviously, you have Chuck Schumer really still kind of pushing that. No, we're not going to negotiate. Feeling like you know th- this kind of uh, you know I feel like it's kind of becoming almost a a, 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 a punchline here of show us your plan. Um, but not. I mean, Schumer's not in the negotiations at this point, right? It's just, and, and probably kind of holding the line. For a while. Yeah, probably won't be for a while. You know, this is going to be McCarthy and Biden. So let's talk about Hakeem Jeffries and Mitch McConnell, the two kind of, um, I don't want to say bit players, but they're not playing a big role at this point. And, and I mean, and neither is Schumer for that matter. But McConnell is on the sidelines, doesn't, he wants to give McCarthy his ability to do his thing. He says, we're all behind Kevin, wish him well. Uh, some people are asking McCarthy, McConnell to step into the talks, not going to happen right now. Uh, Hakeem Jeffries, the minority leader, all he has to do is support the president. And that's the role of the minority leader when your party has the White House. We saw that a lot uh, in in various forms of of, um, in, of of government. So that's where we are. And I, I find this all I find this all very um, um, this is something we're going to be obviously covering a ton over the next over the next couple months, several months. Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Let's move on to the number two story of the morning, Investigation Nation. Our very own John Bresnahan has a report, along with Andrew Desiderio, I believe, uh, about 
the politics of PPP fraud. That is the Paycheck Protection Program, one of the key efforts by Congress and former President Donald Trump to respond to the economic crisis caused by the COVID-19 pandemic uh, at the time was hailed as a wild success. It was designed to help small businesses and the federal government handed out a staggering amount of PPP money in a very, very short period of time. Uh, now there is backlash where there are estimates, Jake, that up to 10% of PPP loans were fraudulently obtained. Uh, you know, of course, at that time, there was a lot of the kind of uh, checks and balances uh, as when the when the government goals out money were not put into place because they needed to get the money out as fast as possible. Uh, Republicans are vowing to get to the bottom of this. Um, it, it's it's creating a really, uh, you know, kind of an investigation kind of face where not only Republicans, but also Democrats want to understand what happened with this money. Interesting dynamic um, politically. In that, you know, a ton of people, a ton of Republicans voted to pass this, crafted it, Marco Rubio among them, and now Republicans in the House are just bashing it. Um, um, so I, I think that's the real interesting political dynamic here, which Brez and, and Andrew uh, touch on. But let's please, and and I get to the most important news of the day. I mean, um, it's truly. We I can't believe we didn't start here. Dan Goldman, a new member of Congress who was most recently seen as the, um, before he got to Congress, as one of the top um, uh, impeachment lawyers in Donald Trump's first impeachment, is launching a bagel caucus. Um, you know, as the official position of Punchbowl News is bagels are good. Uh, was something. It's a fundamental principle of our newsroom. I mean, um, I think they're great, honestly. Yeah, yeah. You know, and as somebody who grew up in the tri-state area in Connecticut and who lived in New York, uh, I appreciate and I recognize that New York bagels are better than D.C. bagels. Like, that's not, there's no question. But D.C. bagels are bagels. Uh, don't, you know, let's not be, let's not be, you know, mess around here. Um, they're, 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 we're not saying they're New York bagels, but they are bagels. So we need to give D.C. bagels their due. I go to Bethesda Bagels. Uh, they close their downtown location. I go to the uh, to Maryland to pick them up. They're fine. They're good. They're not, you know, we're, we're, okay. So anyhow, so now Dan. Now we know Goldman, your bagel order, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I go there incognito and and um, I make my order very softly because I don't want to let out the secret of yeah. my bagel, my bagel habits. I'm more of a call your mother bagel person. Honestly. Well, they're opening a call your mother. bagels on the hill. Very good. They're awesome. opening a call your mother in Upper Northwest near Punchbowl News' Upper Northwest Bureau. So <laughs> we are, um, we're very much looking forward to that. Jeff Zients, the White House Chief of Staff, is the uh, a co-owner of, of Call Your Mother, an original investor. So let's just, so Mr. Goldman will be um, importing New York bagels to Washington for this event. Now, I've reached out to um, Mr. Goldman's office and suggested that they might need a reporter bagel caucus, which we would be happy. I haven't run this by You're putting you. putting yourself <laughs> forward for this, huh? <laughs> but we would be happy to, to at least, we would be happy to host a bagel caucus at Punchbowl News. We would be fine with it. I would even pay for this so we could introduce Mr. Goldman, who spends a lot of time in D.C., to Bethesda Bagels to call your mother. And he could, maybe we should do a video on this. Oh, I mean, goodness. we are a content company. 
Yeah. All right. So with that, it's Friday. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. <laughs> we appreciate it. You can subscribe to our free morning newsletter at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.